Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome in, everybody, to the Belly Up Fantasy Live Dynasty Edition show. As you see, we are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. You can catch us at Belly Up Fantasy. Guys, it's so glad to be here with you on Sunday. Um, as usual, we got the commish, Commissioner Cooper. We got Andrew LaDuke. And we got the man, the myth, the legend, Kevin Wilson. Today, we are joined by the head of the fantasy department for Belly Up. That is Adam LaRue. You can catch him at LaRue Adam on Twitter. Guys, how is everybody doing today? Sunday, fun day. Excited to get things going. Excited to have Adam in the building. I think their Belly Up was like, look, you know, if you guys are doing a fantasy show, we got to bring the <laughs> fantasy head to see what the hell you guys been doing all Sunday. So listen, we appreciate you joining us. <laughs> well, that was a nice ass kissing moment. <laughs> no, I'm but a seriously. company guy. I'm a company guy. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, Andrew, how are you doing today, boss? Well, it's not Saturday, so uh, <laughs> no, this is, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's a beautiful Sunday out. I'm ready to talk some uh, some football. What better way? Andrew just wanted an extra day of the Masters. He's just loving it so much. Dude, if you, if you saw what I'm winning in the Masters right now, it's looking good for me. Yeah, there you go. Hey, man, freaking uh, making that big money now, huh? <laughs> Andrew's got breakfast next Sunday. That's right. <laughs> now all we do is got to get up to Boston. Um, <laughs> Uber Eats, Uber Eats. Go. Uber Eats, there you go. <laughs> uh, Kev, how are you doing today? Oh, you know, Dustin, I'm doing great. You know, over here in the Dallas area, we've got great weather. We got, uh, you know, I'm, I'm live with you guys. What could be better than that? 
Plus, we got opening weekend of baseball, so I am jazzed up. That is a lot to be jazzed up about. I mean, this show, for one... But yeah, opening week of baseball, that's all right, too. That's all right. That's not all right. It's jazzed <laughs> up. And just a plug, tonight, baseball, live, join us. <laughs> Where can they find it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you just stay right here on this channel, you'll be good to go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Stick around the whole day, guys. Kev's got you. <laughs> At some point, it'll be here. I believe it's eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Eastern time. You know, as as, as uh, Vince says, that's where you know time you know exists is in Eastern. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. True. Well, um, speaking of staying on this channel, this is a guy who runs this show, the regular edition of it, Adam. Rue, how are you doing, my friend? Long time no see, by the way. Yeah, no, been a little bit. Um, doing good. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> it is a Sunday morning, Andrew. Um, and <laughs> as it is a Sunday morning, I can now see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, given that the hangover from yesterday is finally starting to clear. Um, so that's always, you know, what we're what we're looking for on a Sunday morning. <laughs> I always found the greatest cure to a hangover is a chicken fried steak and a michelada. That's how you do it right there, I mean, everybody. that sounds pretty damn good. <laughs> I'm all in for chicken fried steak, so we're coming over to your house to get that, Justin. Yeah. Hey, man, you want to come on over? I got plenty of table space, bro. Let's go. <laughs> um, so, guys, unfortunately, we got to start off some breaking news. We should probably get a more somber one. Yeah, I was gonna say that doesn't yeah. seem that just, doesn't yeah, seem as yeah. appropriate today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's still breaking news, so I mean, unfortunately, um, today uh, or not today, yesterday, uh, quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Dwayne Haskins, passed away. Um, a guy who had a stellar career at Ohio State was um, really working hard with the Pittsburgh Steelers looking to be one of the guys that was going to compete for that job to replace Ben Roethlisberger. You know, all I can say is rest in peace, man. It was a pleasure to watch you play. Um, sorry that happened, obviously. And I, I'm sorry for the family. My prayers are out to the family, man, because that's a hard thing to deal with. Um, I don't know if anybody else has anything they want to say on the situation, but, uh, I think you summed it up pretty well. And just, you know, unfortunate accident um, just goes to, you know, to everyone. Life is short. Enjoy life. Be happy. Enjoy those around you. You just never know what can happen. Um, You know, tragedy, unfortunate for sure. Yeah, Yeah. Justin, you know, there's times where you're going through your feed, you know, and then you stop and then go back and reread what you had just read to make sure that you saw what you just saw. And that was what happened with me when I read this news and I had to go back and say, wow, not in a good way. I was stunned. You know, I don't know much about him. You you know, he was a star at Ohio State and everything. But he, as you said, was working hard and everything looked up in his life. He was only 24. So it is a truly tragedy, you know, tragic situation for him and his whole family. So, you know, my heart goes out to them. Yep, indeed, indeed. 
Well, if anybody else doesn't want to speak on that, we'll just leave it at that. Rest in peace, Mr. Haskins. And once again, prayers out to the family. Now we'll play this one more time because like you guys said, it's a little bit more upbeat and that's the news from now on. Oh, guys, our next bit of news is... I thought that break was going to go a little longer. (laughs) (laughs) That's what commercial breaks are for. (laughs) Just one quick little bite. One quick little bite. (laughs) All right, all right. Well, good thing we're not a pro show here. (laughs) But uh, anyways... um, Guys, the next bit of news is Stefan Diggs signing for $104 million, four years, locked in. He's age 29, so, you know, as a receiver, he's got at least another five years or so before that kind of has to teeter off. But his style is not as much physical. It's more of an actual route-running style. So who knows how long he could really last. Guys, what are your impressions on the dynasty value of Stefan Diggs? Is it the same um, now that you're looking at him from a four-year lens? Do you feel comfortable drafting him where he's drafted right now? A lot of people were having some sort of regret over the past like season, drafting him as high as they did after that big season. He had a little bit of a touchdown regression, but he still had 1,000 yards, his four straight. How are you guys looking at Stephon Diggs? Are you still looking at him as a guy who can go as early as the second round? Or are you looking at him as somebody that you're trying to – you know, you know, push off to the ADP that he's at right now, which is more of like a third, fourth round guy. Let's start out with Adam first. Yeah, I, I think that that last thing is is where you nailed it. Uh, his current ADP, I think, is pretty pretty dang good value. Uh, personally, uh, I would don't know if I'd want to take him in the second, but once he starts to slip into the third, fourth. I mean, I'm all over that because I, I think uh, where, where he truly lies, um, I don't know if we'll ever see a repeat of his big season two seasons ago, but I also think he's a bit better than what we saw last season. I think he's probably somewhere in that middle middle ground. So, uh, yeah, I, I like all over him where uh, where that ADP currently sits. Good, good. I like that. How about you, Kev? How are you feeling about Diggs? Well, you know, if you're talking about the worst season he's going to put together is 103 catches for 12, 25 yards, I'll take that all day long. And, of course, he's got if, – if he's not the best quarterback, but he's in the top two with discussion. So you got to like that. So if if you're in Dynasty, of course, you, you know, you're, you're in on that because now you know where he's going to stay there. You know he's going to have the quarterback. There's going to be, you know – no, no problems with the two of them. So to me, it's full speed ahead. I'm in a position. If I was to take them, I would be happy with it all day long. I like that. I like that, uh, Andrew. You guys, you and Kamish, being in the AFC East, your team's got to see a lot of stuff on digs. I know you're not happy about that, but when it comes to fantasy value, are both you guys happy with where Stefan Diggs is right now and this new contract? I mean, yeah, I think it's going to work out well for me. Look, he's the, the Bills didn't really do anything else other than add Jamison Crowder to that receiving core. So Diggs is still the clear-cut number one option and what is going to be uh, still a high-powered offense. So for me, that third-round uh, dynasty value, like that's I think Adam said a bit, that's the perfect spot for him right there. I mean, round two might be a little bit too high, but it's, I don't put it out of the realm that if you get him in round two that he that he wouldn't hit that value. But I think round three is perfect for him. 
Yeah, I'm Akin Kerr. I mean, I'm I'm more fourth, fifth round on him, and simply because I don't draft in the AFC East. I mean, I don't want to sit here and watch my team get. You know, I I don't care. Like it's just, I just something I'm not gonna uh you know pull for all year. Not something I want. And quite frankly, you know, Stephon Diggs, uh, his value doesn't change. Like you know, with that contract, he we we kind of knew yeah. what's up with Josh Allen, but we also knew he was great with Kirk Cousins. So it doesn't really matter where Stephon Diggs goes. Um, you know, he got paid accordingly. He saw all these other receivers like, hey, um, you know, I'm just as good. I'm consistent. And that's what you want in fantasy. You want a consistent player. So if I'm giving advice, I would say third round, me personally, fourth, fifth. I don't want him on my team personally. That's fair enough. And we just found out if you're in a league with Commissioner Cooper, he will not take Josh Allen number one in Superflex. So he's all yours at number two, everybody. <laughs> Don't gotta worry him. about that. I'll take him, no problem. Here. I said I didn't want to. It didn't mean I haven't in the past. So don't worry. I'll definitely take him easy. All right, guys. Well, let's move on to the next one. Uh, Debo Samuel has officially scrubbed all of his socials of San Francisco 49er stuff. Now, I, I know, you know, I'm the 49er fan here, but I'm going to let you guys go with it first. And I'm just going to pose this question to you guys. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Say this happens where he gets traded. Where would you ideally like him to be traded? And would that change his value going forward for you guys? Right now, he's sitting around kind of like where Diggs is as far as it goes. A lot of people are more bullish on him and going literally in the second round for Debo Samuel. He's still a young kid. His play style is kind of a little bit beating up on the body. So, you know, ideally he's going to have injuries and there's a chance that, you know, you could be missing a good part of the season. I think uh, Nick summed it up real well in the TSS show. He's missed about 75 or he's been there on the field about 75% of his entire career, which isn't that great considering, you know, he missed a ton of games in 2020. I mean, he didn't miss a lot last year, but, you know, he does have the injury pass going back to college. So if he's not a 49er, do you guys still like his value of being maybe that late round second, early round third? Let's go with you first, Kamish. Well, I, it's surprising we don't get it from our Niner insider first, but I appreciate <laughs> co coming to bat first on this one. Um, I'll take the easy route. I mean, you could go one or two ways. I could just say easily say if I wanted him to go somewhere, it'd be Green Bay. Obviously, with Aaron Rodgers, love to see that fit. But we were just talking about another team. How about the Buffalo Bills needing another receiver? We talk about, you know, we're talking about making a trade while we're just throwing hypotheticals out there. Having a number two guy fits that run heavy offense, or Josh Allen likes to run anyway. Run Debo a little bit more. Um, you know, again, that'd be a good spot for him. But, you know, again, this is just all posturing. This is what we do now. We say, hey, you got ghosted on social media, and then that's a negotiation tactic is where I'm going to get you scared going into my rookie season contract. So, um, you know, again, that's what we do now. Um, you know, so good for him. Uh, but, again, if I want to see him anywhere, Green Bay's easy fit. Buffalo Bills, though, would be a fun fit. Yeah, that would be an absolutely dynamic fit there. That's a that's a great fit. I mean, when you think about it, Bills are looking for a running back. More probably 
more for the goal line so they can keep Allen alive. Debo would totally fit into that. He pretty much did that for Jimmy Garoppolo's entire 2021 season. He kept him alive on those goal line drives. Um, Andrew, tell me what you think. Where do you think he fits in, and where do you think his draft position fits in if he gets traded? So I, I do agree. The Buffalo Bills were the, the first one that uh, kind of jumped out to me that it just makes a lot of sense, considering it feels like they're going to be chasing – uh, they're one of the teams that should be chasing, I should say, all the other moves that have happened in the AFC. But I'm going to throw out one that to a team that um, I feel like is getting forgotten and probably deservedly so after last season. But the Baltimore Ravens, he could put them over the top in an offense that is willing to do some creative stuff with Lamar Jackson and some of the other pieces. Between Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Debo Samuel, Marquise Brown, like they could do some really funky stuff to really throw some defenses off. And they can retake that division back by storm come after you know having some injury problems last year so i like the fit for the ravens i don't know if they what they have a firepower to go and trade for him because his trade value is going to be pretty high if that would be the case but i like that and if he were to um get traded there uh, i still have him right around where his adp is I, I still like him he's still gonna like i said he'd go there and be the number one option still over marquise brown there's just two different type of receivers and i think they would find a way to get him the ball so i honestly think wherever he goes he's probably gonna still be valuable about where he is now yeah that's fair enough. That's a good one, too. I like that one. Adam, what do you think on this one? Um, so I think, like Kamish said, I think the Green Bay is the easy answer. But here's a real oddball one, just off the wall. Um, this is a team that has been very shown a lot of interest in some of these uh, receivers that have become available and a lot of former 49ers staff. How about the Jets? Uh, we'll get another one in uh, your AFC East, Kamish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I mean, they definitely need a receiver. They've been trying to get a dynamic receiver all offseason. Um, I, I do think that you would probably see the public perception on Debo dip a little bit if it happened. But honestly, from a value perspective, I would be concerned if someone out of that shan- outside of that Shanahan system got him just because I don't know how they'd be able to use his gadget side. I think as the, the receiver side would definitely get the play no matter what because he's that talented as a receiver. Um, but, you, you know, the carries and all the creative stuff might fall off a, a little bit in some destinations. Um, but if you keep those guys who have been around the Shanahan system, then I think you keep um, that part of him as well, uh, which, you know, is kind of that that icing on top, uh, so to speak. You get the, the premier receiver that is also doing all this other stuff, uh, which is what makes him so special. Nice, nice. I like that as well. The Jets are really kind of like the Dolphins now. They're trying to become the 49ers of the East. (laughs) Kind of like the Dolphins. (laughs) Get new coaches and immediately you go sign the former running back, the former number one. What what have you been watching? I, I don't even know where that comparison came from. Like, <laughs> well, you're both kind of bottom tier teams that went out and got no man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just <Yeah>. saying. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> uh, Kev, uh, what do you feel on this one? Well, you know, I hate to say this because, you know, because of course I'm Seahawks guy, but, uh, you know, the 49ers have shown, I think, that they know what they're doing over there. And so if they're not giving him this contract, I'm going to go ahead and say, well, I'm going to, you know, they know what they're up to. And so uh, I think they're going to get this straightened out because, you know, he's 
you got a brand new guy coming in there. Why would you want to take away your top piece on offense? So I think he stays right there. And he did play in 16 games a year ago, so that kind of answers the injury problem. But if he were to go to somewhere else, I like Andrews talking about the Ravens in the same way, possibly you know going to the Bears and him you know teaming up with Justin Fields over there. You know, I think that would be you know something that would really you know stir up some interest in there. You know, because let's face it, the Bears you know. They're barely above water right now, so that would Oof. spark up some interest in their Oof. fan base. And and they lost Allen Robinson, so they need some receiver help over there. I think that's a move that could that would could work for the Bears a lot. No pun intended. No pun intended. Here's an interesting thought I just thought of when it comes to Debo as to reasons why the 49ers might, if it this is true, be considered trading trading him. Is it a sign that the Trey Lance is definitely taken over right off the bat, and maybe they don't like what they see between the two of them, and they're just going all in on Trey Lance. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out what are the reasons why they would be looking to trade him right now. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I don't think they're looking to trade him. My thing is, is that they didn't pull the trigger on him earlier, and they let all these contracts kind of build up. Yeah. So now they look like dumbasses because – they have no money to pay him. They're not. They're reluctant to get rid of their backup quarterback, who's making twenty five million. Yeah. And now they have Debo Samuel finally saying, "Hey, look at Devontae Adams. Look at Stephon Diggs. Look at Tyreek Hill. These guys. I just made my first All Pro. I was your entire offense. Pay me like them." Yeah. And instead of being the guy who set the market, the guy who went out and said, oh, let's give you $22 million. Now he's got to be paid like the top end guy, 30 mil, 30 plus actually. He's wanting to be the top non-QB, like top paid non-QB in the league. That's what he quoted. So I'm like thinking to myself, kind of blew that one. But if I were to think of any other team other than the 49ers, I actually have a wild card for you, the Chiefs. They've got two first-round picks they can give for a young wide receiver. They already run the screen game pretty well with Tyreek Hill. So, and you got Andy Reid, who will figure out a way to use him. So I look at that, I'm like, well, that might be better than most of the receivers they'd get at that low number. So yep. looking at that. But, um, yeah, guys, thanks for indulging in my Debo Samuel talk. I know you love <laughs> so, it at the time. So, so, Justin, are you saying that the 49ers don't know what they're doing up there? Oh yeah, they, they too much ego in that building for sure. <laughs> it's kind of starting to feel like a Pete Carroll situation over there. Oh come on! Yeah, you know, I built you up. Blow, man. Blow. Now you're gonna tear my my team down. What is really happening here? Hey, it's all in good fun. NFC <laughs> NFC West banter. I love it. Um, right. But anyways, until you get guys, beat down like you did twice last year, that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> hey, I'll see you in the playoffs in 10 years. <laughs> Good luck with Drew Locke. <laughs> Anyways, guys, um, we're going to go to a quick commercial break from our boys over at Manscaped. When we get back, we're going to see Captain Feel Good, and he's got a yeah. quick game for us. Oh, yeah. Fellas, have you started your spring cleaning yet? The carpets need cleaning, the drapes need dusting, and your lawn needs mowing. 
Spring has sprung and the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the best tools for cleaning aisle 5 in your pants. Time to clear out your winter bush and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to Manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Manscaped has the full package you need for spring cleaning this year. The Performance Package 4.0 is the only tool you'll need to keep your boys looking and smelling like the fresh tulips your partner wants. To start off your spring cleaning, use the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 to get the most precise shave on your hedges. Did we mention it's waterproof? No need to worry about watering your grass with this tool equipped with an LED light so you'll know it'll be a major asset to the new shower routine. Clear your holes and smell the spring air with the Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provided proprietary skin-safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. After clearing your nose, make sure you get rid of that foul ball smell with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. Finish off your grooming routine with the Plow 2.0, the perfect razor for the finest shave on your face. Because if you're using the Lawnmower 4.0 on your balls and your face, you're doing it wrong, boys. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at Manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. Dan knows how to take care of your balls. Hey, you got to love those Manscaped reads because they're all over the place. They go from let's play around <laughs> your nose holes to let's figure out your genitals. And then I, remember, you got to take care of your face, but not with your genital cut. I'm like, I, hey, 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 oh, I feel you, Dan. I'm, I'm 100% behind you. Look, guys, it's time for... A little bit of few before we start it i just want to let you know um prior to i know adam this is their first time playing the feud with us um i usually theme them so this week with the draft coming up these are all questions having to do with the draft i mean we got kevin here too so we might as well just make it a three-way right justin i, I think we said andrew and uh, adam but you might as well just make it you three against each other it just makes it fun anyway all right so fellas get ready it's time to play the feud Brad? Uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. It's going to be a long game. <laughs> We'll see how long this game is, but we got three of you, so should be able to snag these hopefully pretty well. All right, so I messed up a little. My apologies. I kind of got geeked up before we started. Forgot to write these questions in the banner, so we're just going to have to go off the wonderful smooth sounds of my voice. All right, so first question, and again, we don't have a buzzer, unfortunately, so we just shouted out, Adam, I know, again, first time playing. Um, great. The first question is, greatest, and by the way, these were voted on. Again, I'll bring it up, sportsillustrated.com. Look it up. Greatest fantasy rookie seasons of all time top five answers go ahead what 
nobody, anyone, <laughs> greatest fantasy rookie seasons of all time. Ladanian Tomlinson. Ladanian Tomlinson while they Google. Not me. That was Justin typing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was wrong. Oh, thank you, Justin. I appreciate that. All right, so that was wrong. All right, hey, Kevin or Adam, do you guys have any guesses? Oh, you know what? I messed this up. I messed the question. Marshall up. Falk. I messed. I messed the question up. My bad. This is actually no. Yeah, no. I didn't mess it up. This is right. Marshall Falk is. I thought I messed the question up because I'm like, wait a minute. Um, Come on, it's got to be somebody else here. Got something. Right. Got something. Let's go, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Hey, this is going to be a long game. <laughs> Jamar Chase. Oh, Jamar yeah. Chase would have been good. Is that not on there? <laughs> I think <hate> quarterbacks. <laughs> Oh, man. They're actually, it's funny you say that. Um, this is actually pretty much a fantasy roster. I have a, I got a quarterback. I got two running backs, a receiver, and a tight end. The tight end, I don't think you're going to get. What? RG3. RG3. <laughs> uh, Michael Peterson. Oh, my God. <laughs> Was that next to Peterson or Michael Vick? <laughs> Michael Vick. I don't know. I just can't believe it. All right. Justin, you got a guess? Why why did you chime in? <laughs> Something. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna guess Evan Ingram since you said there's a tight end in there. Oh. <laughs> We need to check our references here. What's happening? <laughs> oh, I, 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 this is like they even they even had a whole explanation. So I wrote down some of the stats as to why these were relevant. So all right, um, this is what do you guys got to come up with? All right, let me. I'm gonna throw some hints out there. All right, I already said we a quarterback. Um, let me try to think of something. He um, just recently he had changed teams, and then he is now a, currently a free agent. He changed teams a couple years ago, and now he's a free agent right now. Quarterback. The receiver, um, this, that season was in 2000. The quarterback was in 2011. The running backs are 1983 and 2018. So Cam Newton is our quarterback. Cam Newton, hallelujah. I'm going to let you play, Adam. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> you're uh, you're apparently going to play this. Actually, uh, you know Eric what? Dickerson. Adam <laughs> <laughs> just won the round, bro. Let, let him go. Let him go. Thanks for giving right. him the next answer, though. All right, Adam, what's your next guess? So Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson. Uh, Eric Dickerson, 1,808 yards, 18 touchdowns, caught 51 passes, 404 receiving yards, and two TDs off those passes as well. Cam Newton, 4,051 yards, and uh, I can't even make my writing now, but it looks like he had uh, he led in rushing TDs as well. Looks like he had a few in there as well. So there we go. You got two. What else we got? Uh, Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley. He's on fire. 
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things. Customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. He's on fire now. Got the years. He's ready for it. Saquon, 1,307 yards, 91 catches, 721 yards, 15 touchdowns. Great season indeed. All right, he got two left, my dude. The I'll just give you – I'm going to give you the hints too since we were kind of up against it. The receiver, the season was 98. The tight end, the season is 61. <laughs> what in the world? Um, 98, we'll go with, um, is that, you're off on Marvin Harrison, isn't it? (laughs) What's, what's over to your right, Adam? (laughs) Um. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, I'll give I'll give Drew and Kevin a chance to steal. You guys got any any ones for the receiver or the tight end? Randy Moss. Keep the beat running indeed. Randy Moss, 1313 yards, 17 touchdowns. The tight end was Mike Ditka, 1,076 yards in a 14-game season and 12 touchdowns. If you don't know, now you know that was a good one. Uh, Drew, actually, my bad. You got that, somehow got that round off all the hints. All right, let's see Let's see if question number two doesn't stump you at least as, as much, I hope. All right, which teams have had the most number one pick opportunities? The Jets. The New York Jets. Browns. The Cleveland Browns. I had to double check. That's incredibly sad. He is on there. The Browns are on there with five. There's two other teams tied with them at five, and there's two other teams at seven. Now, you got no strikes. You control. Go right ahead. Texans. The Houston Texans haven't been around that long. Yeah. Um, Saints. The New Orleans Saints didn't come marching in on that answer, sir. You got (laughs) one strike remaining. 
Let's go with the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I mean, there is a lot of meat on this question to bone. All right, Drew, you got first last. Kev, you go first this time. I'm going to say the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions, a Thanksgiving favorite? Not correct. Boom. All right. This is Drew? it. The London Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars, I have to say, is the same thing. Not really? around long enough, sir. They're there all the time. Adam, you get this round. Here are your guys. The, the two teams that lead are the Colts and the Rams, both at seven apiece. The Bucks have five, and the Cardinals also have five as well. So there are your leaders in the clubhouse. Adam, Drew, you guys are tied. Let's go to question three. Which schools have produced the most number one overall picks? Alabama. Alabama. USC. USC. USC is correct. No strikes. Uh, USC is tied at number one with five with two other schools. There's three other schools that are tied at four. You control. No strikes. Go ahead. Michigan. Michigan. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Tied it, tied at five at with number one with USC. Um, Ohio State. Ohio State. One strike remaining, four answers left. Georgia. Georgia on his mind. They're at number four, or excuse me, yeah, well, they're tied with number four, so there's two more schools tied with that, and you got one school tied at number one with five. One strike remaining. Miami. Woo, all about the U, not this time. Drew, you got a chance to steal first. What you got? Uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Tied at the top with number five, Auburn and Stanford uh, were the other tied at four as well. So those are your schools. Here we go. Drew, you're in the lead. Let's see if you can take it home with this one here. Question number four. Number one picks that went from the Hall of Fame to the, excuse me, number one overall picks that went to the Hall of Fame in a skill position. O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson. Kevin taking us back to the old school because he's an old fool. That's so cool. You got the round. Let's go. (laughs) All right. So let's um, let's go with skill position. um, Tony Dorsett. Tony Dorsett. 
go with um, Randy Moss. <laughs> Randy Moss. <laughs> number one. Uh, the cat overall, doesn't like that. I didn't get that one. Number one overall pick that went to the Hall of Fame in a skilled position. All right. So let's say um, number one overall. That's. <laughs> All right, so there's two quarterback, three quarterbacks on the list, and one more running back. One more running back. All right, quarterbacks. I thought it was skill position. Yeah, I know. Oh, sorry, <laughs> that's my bad. Me I just realized that too. But that I went off that list. That again, si.com is where I go off all my shit at. So that's I'm gonna blame it on whoever wrote that list up. My bad. But either way, you got you got three quarterbacks <laughs> and one more running back. <laughs> I think Cam should get a I'm gonna go with the, I was thinking the uh, same thing. Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw. All right. All right, I'll give you a strike back. So there you go. How's that? Give you one. Okay. Let's see. Um, we talked about Merle Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson. All right, now you got one more strike left. All right. So let's. Go with okay. So number one overall pick went. <laughs> oh, this is a tough one right here. Um... So <laughs> close. <laughs> <laughs> Taking too long there, Kev. We gotta get this thing moving. We gotta get this train moving. All right. So uh Adam will go with you. Your chance to steal it. What do you got? Peyton Manning. Damn. Peyton Manning. True. <laughs> yeah, that is it. Wait. Is he not a number one overall pick? Yeah, he is. He is. It's not a, not on my list, sir. That is a full list. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta consult SI with this stuff. <laughs> I thought for sure. Oh, okay. Now I'm thrown. Um, oh, I, I have no freaking clue now. I, I thought for sure that was it. I didn't think for. I, I shut my mind off when I thought of Peyton Manning. I was waiting on that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> just, I'm gone. I'm lost right now. <laughs> gotta start consulting some other references. So we got Elway, Aikman, Earl Campbell, Terry Bradshaw was on this list. That's what that's what that's what the list had, bro. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. All right, let's go to question five. Let's see if anyone's got anything left in the tank. There's only four on this one. Which NFL teams have had back to back number one? Picks. The Browns. Jacksonville Jaguar. So I heard the Cleveland Browns yeah. first. Yeah. All right. Three more to go. Um, let's go with the Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals. I like your style thinking back to the other question. <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um... <coughs> 
the Colts. The Indianapolis Colts. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Not working though. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, the Bears. The Chicago Bears. Damn. <laughs> All right, Kevin, you got to steal. Let's go with uh, let's go with uh, Detroit Lions. The D- <laughs> Detroit Lions. He's still um, I mean, I'm going to say the answer that Kevin shouted out and didn't get in in time in the Jaguars. That is correct. <laughs> Kevin, you had are you kidding me? Right <laughs> he had he had it right there. They had it. Uh, they the Browns actually had it twice back to back, '99 and 2000, also 2017 and 18. Jaguars uh, last year and this year. The number one on this list was the Eagles. It was in 36 and 37 when they had back-to-back picks. And the Bucks did it twice as well, 76 and 77, 86 and 87 as well. Nice. Oh, yeah, we're done, Judd. It's your time, Justin. <laughs> all, all right, all right, cool. <laughs> it was a very cold ending. Uh, I thought we were going to have a video for dinner and everything. I thought you were just going to kind of jump into it because we're uh, we're I guess we don't celebrate it. the winners anymore. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. I was getting rushed off because I was like, look at the time. We were taking so long with that. My bad. Drew, congratulations, bro. You definitely showed out today. Good job, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> all right. All right. Cool. What a transition. <laughs> um, so, uh, guys, we're here to talk about rookie pass catchers. And I wanted the boys to get together a list of the top five guys they think are going to be drafted at both wide receiver and tight end. Um, so I know our list on wide receivers will probably differ based on what we see in these guys. Tight end will probably be more fluid. All the way through, I think we all think Trey McBride's number one. But let's start off with you, Adam, first, since you're our guest. Who do you think is your top five at wide receiver, and who is your top five at tight end? And give us a little excerpt about each one. Not a lot, but just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All right, cool. Let me pull that right up for you. All right, so my one, um, pending him – showing up alive to a pro day someday at some point. I just want to see this guy run um, being alive. Drake London um, <laughs> is my one. Um, he narrowly, narrowly, and then I'll, I'll get to them, but this is my, I'm kind of tearing this. Uh, Garrett Wilson is a very close second um, between the two of them. Drake London, to me, watching him was like, this is the ideal West Coast receiver. Like if you're running a West Coast offense, like, this is the prototype for what you're trying to do. You're your big guy who can catch everything over the middle. Um, you run him on slants and there's a free eight yards every single time. Um, he can also go up and get uh, go vertical. Um, literally, my only concern with him um, was injury. Uh, and again, that's why I want to see him run as not a corpse. Uh, Garrett Wilson is the more explosive, more modern NFL, quote unquote, um, receiver that you're going to see. Um, but he still made a, did a very good job catching away from his body and things of that nature. Um, I, I really liked his route tree. He was very explosive. He got off the line well, um, all of that fun stuff. Um, my next guy, I, I, I know he's been falling recently, but I still really like Traylon Burks. Uh, I thought the film showed he was a little bit more explosive than his testing did. Um, and, and regardless of that, 
Uh, his route tree is very raw, but he's got fast feet. He's got good hips, and he makes catches above people like nobody's business uh, with, with his height, with his power. He's got strong hands. He'll go above you. Um, and, and that's something that I think would be very exciting on a team like the Chiefs um, that could certainly use someone uh, like that. Um, next up, I have, and this is my my controversial take, uh, I think Alec Pierce has everything needed to be a wide receiver one at the NFL level. Um, he is fast. He is honestly, for his height, I think probably has the fastest feet that I've seen in this class. Uh, I love everything about this kid. Uh, he, yeah, he's got a ton of potential at the next level. I mean, he is three years away from um, from the old coach, Fickle, um, being concerned as to whether or not he was a wide receiver or a linebacker, and now he's already getting considered to be a, a, a day two receiver. Um, he's got the speed. He's got the height. There's just everything here. I, I love him. Um, and then next up, it is a very close um, from the other Ohio State guy, but I got to give a slight edge. I think Jamison Williams' tape was better. I think he, due to his injury, is going to be a steal wherever um, he is drafted. Yeah, I like that. Um, on the to the tight end position, like you said, Trey McBride, that's the easy one. Um, he is in a tier by himself in this class. It's not a, quite, a, quite a Kyle Pitts situation where he's so far ahead of everyone else. Uh, but he, he's alone um, up at the top. That being said, the only other tight end who I see that could be, will I think, very quickly become an every down tight end is uh, Charlie Kolar out of uh, out of the Big 12, out of Ohio- Iowa State. Um, I like him a lot as well. Uh, he was a lot more explosive than I, I expected, and his testing um, was a lot better than I expected. Uh, he's not necessarily the best blocker in the world, but uh, I was pretty impressed um, with the tenacity there. So I think coaches are going to like him enough to keep him on the field for all three downs. Um, and then hands making plays. He separated well, um, broke out young, which we love to see. Is He was good in the hips, which is something I value a lot at the tight end position. Uh, and he caught passes inside when you're playing tight end at the NFL. Um, you know, any tight end and some of these worse ones that we, we see that are getting hyped up a little bit. A lot of tight ends at the college level can go up the seam, but can you make plays on in routes, on out routes, and and play through contact? That's what I'm looking to see um, to project you to the next level. Um, and I, I saw a lot of that from those two guys. And then it falls off very quickly. Uh, Isaiah likely had some really good tape but did not test well at all, but I'd still probably put him here. Um, but after those top two, uh, to me, the tight end class falls off quite a bit. Uh, he did separate well. He made a lot of big plays, uh, granted against a little lesser competition. Uh, he moved fluidly, which we love to see. Um, uh, yeah, uh, did a great job catching through contact. Not quite as good as the other guys, um, but nonetheless, um, still really liked his game. Next would be Dulcich out of UCLA. Uh, he was another one that I, I quite liked. I, I think he's got a lot of potential, good athlete, not great athlete, but pretty damn good. Um, got the size that you want, uh, thick body, um, but also makes some really good catches. So no complaints there. Uh, then my last one, I'll go a guy who I think is raw, but in all the right ways in Jelani Woods. Um, he cannot catch away from his body to save his damn life, but um, he's probably the best athlete as far as the tight end position goes in this class. 
Um, physically, he is everything you want. And uh, while he can't catch away from his body, he does so many body catches. Um, those body catches are through ridiculous amounts of contact every single time. Um, he did separate pretty well. Uh, his hips are all right. They're pretty solid. Uh, but again, he's just super raw. And I think uh, the upside is certainly there um, if you're going to go towards the bottom of the tight end group. Nice, nice. Well, guys, for the sake of time, I'm just going to bounce this around to you guys. What do you think about Adam's list? Where do you guys differ a little bit? So I'm going to start off with you, Coop. Tell me what you think of the list. Tell me a guy that maybe you highlight, maybe a guy that you would switch up. Um, yeah, I mean, the list is solid, obviously, in the tight end position. Um, you know, like he said, you know, it, it just falls off into the never-never land after a certain point. Um, the list is solid. Traylon Burks is the only one that I actually have a little higher. I actually have my number two receiver only because of he seems to be like that all around, almost a Debo Samuel type of receiver that eventually could get to that, that type of level for me. So I do like him, um, you know, a little bit higher than the rest of the guys. As far as the tight end goes, I have to like consult my notes here because I apologize because <laughs> like you say, well, let's he fall off a little bit. But um, this guy, and I can't, I don't know if I'm saying the name right, from Ohio State, Jeremy Ruckert. Um, when I, I was looking at him, it was like reminding me of Mo Alley Cox is what he reminded me of. He's 6'5", 250. Um, you know, that was like what stood out to me was like, look at this big bruiser of a man. So, like, you know, why would he not be on the football field, much less, you know, of course, obviously as a blocker right away. Um, but, you know, again, the tight end position I talk about all the time, it's not rocket science. Get up, block, go five yards down the field and turn around. Um, so, you know, again, you know, with that type of size could be a tight end um, end zone threat anyway. Yeah, thousand percent. And you're absolutely right. You got to make it to camp somehow, be a blocker and learn the rest. Um, Leduc, tell me what you thought of Adam's list and, you know, little things that you would change, maybe a guy that you would highlight. So I definitely agreed in the whole um... – Williams taking that the only reason why he's lower on the list is because of the injury we don't know when he's going to start the season but he could definitely be a steal but a guy that I like to be in like that five or four spot on my list was Jahan Dotson out of Penn State I just think his the, the ability he has to separate in the ball and his in his open field um, plus when you mix that with the good hands I, I can just see him being a good solid route runner that's gonna bring in the catches you need and it could be reliable target for whether it's a young quarterback or a veteran uh, quarterback, I, I think he, he would just seamlessly fit into a system, the right system. So I like him. And then at tight end, um, I'm just going to throw out a guy that popped off to me in, in my research here. And that was Greg Dulcich. I don't know if I'm saying that last name wrong from UCLA. Um, as a tight end running a four, six, nine 40. I, I like that. He's got that speed to get down the seam. Um, and I think I just think he's going to be physical enough to be able to play the position both as a blocker and receiver. And he's he's got good hands as well, better receiver than blocker in most cases. So I like him to uh, to kind of come out of nowhere and maybe slide into the conversation as well. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, Greg Dolchich. He stands out as more of a downfield threat to me. He definitely needs to work on his blocking, but you know, definitely some potential there if he can get on the team. Yeah. Um, Kev, same question. Uh all right, so I'll do this really quickly, and it might be a shocker to you guys that, you know, I have a Wilson at number one. In, in, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I like him. I like his hands. I like his separation. I like his speed. Uh, he could work on his route running. I, I would like it if he was just had a little bit more, more height, but, you know, it is what it is. I, I like him. And so I have him as number one. I like Adam's list, you know, overall. 
And uh, I'll just say about the tight end position, when you're talking about fantasy, the only place a, a rookie tight end should be on, on fantasy is on the waiver wire. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and Adam set his list. It's a great list. So I can't approve on that at all. Kevin's like, you won't even get a taxi squad pick from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Kevin. I think Garrett Wilson is my number one as well. I think that he's the most ready NFL wide receiver. Um, definitely like Drake London. I love that he's a former basketball player. You can see it. He boxes out defenders really yep. well. Got a great catch radius. Like Adam said, I wanted to see him run because the the thing is, is he runs like a – they were saying he's going to run like a 4-5. or five. I'm like, that's that's a little bit slow, but he definitely makes up with it with his catch radius. Um, one guy that I wanted well, to mention was – So he's got a catch radius. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but one guy I wanted to talk about was Christian Watson, and he got a lot of hype. Um, I do like the potential that he has. I know his play production wasn't that great at North Dakota State, but he's a huge downfield threat. He's – probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest height-wise receiver of this draft. I think he's around 6'4", 6'5". He's a little bit on the lighter side, you know, just barely pushing maybe 210. But, you know, he's got great feet. You know, he's got electric speed downfield. He's somebody who can maybe fit into that class of like a DK Metcalf light if he gets in the right situation, situation down there as a deep ball threat. You know, somebody that maybe will slide into the day two picks that could end up being a steal, kind of like how Metcalf ended up being. Um, as far as the tight ends go, McBride is obviously number one. I did like that you brought up um, Jelani Woods and that you brought up uh, Dolce's because this tight end class is like full of people that don't want to block. So when you bring in somebody like a Jelani Woods, who that's all he really knows how to do really well. And like you said, he is a goofy as hell catcher. Like, he is one of the most unnatural catchers I've ever seen. <laughs> I feel like all of us could run on the field and catch a ball better than he could. <laughs> but, you know, you get somebody who's 6'7", he's got a freaking unbelievable reach. He's got 37-inch arms. Like, this is a guy that if you just threw him the ball nonstop every single day for, like, up until training camp, Sitting you know, him in front of a jugs machine for the next two years. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He's got to improve somehow, right? And I just I, – I look at it from an NFL GM's perspective. I'm like, that could be an amazing red zone threat because all you'd have to do is just throw it up a little bit higher than that safety could go, and this guy could probably easily go up there and snag it if he works on his hands. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely – you know, I, I think that this class – there's a lot to be desired in it, but if these guys get on a team, they could end up maybe like Kevin said, being a waiver wire pickup. If you're bold, maybe you go out there and you stash these guys in your taxi squad, see if they'll do something in a year or two. But anyways, it's guys, highly get to unlikely the- to me, just. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kev. Well, I'll be in your league and I'll take them all. And then we'll talk about trades. I'll trade you a, uh, Jelani Woods in a couple years when he's scoring 10 touchdowns for a first. <laughs> but anyways, guys, it was a fun episode. I want to get the plugs out so everybody gets a chance. Adam, tell the fans where they can find you. Tell them all the things you're going to be uh, doing these upcoming weeks. Yeah, uh, definitely follow at LaRue Adam on Twitter. It's on the screen. Um, if you're just listening, then you're out of luck. Uh, <laughs> uh, every other Tuesday. 
Uh, I'll be on uh, the Belly Up Fantasy Live uh, redraft on, uh, again, every other Tuesday. We had it this past Tuesday. Um, so next Tuesday, I'll be on. Uh, the, again, that's Tuesday, 8.30. Um, it just come find us on this Twitter um, or wherever you're watching this. That, that's where you'll need to be. Uh, as well as uh, I'm sure I'll be seeing a lot of these same faces on the Belly Up Fantasy Live uh, draft spectacular uh, dr- come draft weekend. Um, which is going to be super fun. We're getting a lot of the uh, the creators from Belly Up um, all involved. Yeah, that, that's going to be great. Um, it's going to be another Super Bowl-type spectacular where we bring everybody together. Dan Mater is going to be heading it. And like you said, all these same faces are going to be on there eventually. Um, Mr. LeDuc. Mr. Real Mr. Mallard, how's it going? How's the Masters going? Um, how's Divots and Pivots going? Look, if you listen to Divots and Pivots this week, you're making some money. That's the bottom line. You probably have a six to six lineup. So check out Divots and Pivots every ten, uh, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. on Tiki Live on Belly Up TV. The Masters is doing great right now. Woods is uh, in his front nine on the last round right now. So check us out every Wednesday. We'll make that money with you. Yeah, I'm so glad Woods made the cut. Yes. Um, Coop, TSS, tell us what's up, bro. TSSFantasy.com. And also, don't forget, visit Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today. Use the code word TSS. We will match your deposit up to $100. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Kev, I know that you said stick around. You already had your plug, <laughs> but we'll give you another one. <laughs> All right. Well, as I said, tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, Belly Up Fantasy Live Baseball Show. And you can always find me on the Belly Up, you know, uh, fantasy uh, website. And then you got my uh, Twitter feed, you know, right there. So, you know, just check us out and Belly Up, check us all out. There's a lot going on. All right. Indeed it is. Um, Guys, it's been another fantastic show. Once again, we are streaming live on Belly Up TV. If you want to catch us every Sunday at 11. All right. Going to wrap it up. See you later. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.